The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. And welcome once again to a came from the radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via virtual distancing. We have none other than L Man, Jenny Feldy. Good day, good evening, good everything. And we have our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Hello, fun seekers. So, on this week's show, we're going to have another Jaden Lee uh, segment. And uh, Jen interviews uh, writer, producer, and podcaster Chris Kepler. So, before mm. we do any of that, we're going to take it away with the news. It's morphin' time! This is brought to you in part by the fine folks at the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of celebrating over 25 years of comic bookness and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention is scheduled for March 26th of this year. Uh, headliners is Chantal Van Stanton from The Boys and Serena Vincent from the Power Rangers uh, Lost Galaxy uh, season. I also want to give out shout-outs to our Patreons, of which there are. Danny Grillo, Waterbrain Director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Dresden Media, Wunjikun, Shadow Rather Art, The Huracan, Yasmin Ray, and Rosa. If you want to have your own little shout out, go to our website, www.icamefrother.com. And uh, just for a dollar, you can get uh, a shout out on our show. Oh, I also forgot that uh, the news is brought to you also in part by the fine folks of SciFi.radio. That's SciFi for your Wi Fi. All right, so let's see. We always start off with these sad news. All right, so I'm hearing background. Charlie, is that you? No. You sure it's not you, Charlie? You have headphones on? I'm not I'm not sure it's not me. But <laughs> when I was on it's when me. I was on with you, I didn't hear that. Okay. It's me. Okay. So we're starting with the sad news. Let's see. Actor Ralph Ann died recently. And as of this recording, which is uh, March second, twenty twenty two, no cause of death has been announced. While Ralph appeared in a few films and TV shows, I personally, now it sounds like you're eating something. <laughs> no, I'm not eating. I'm not eating. I'm, I'm hearing snap, crackle, and pop in the background. <laughs> it's my headphones. It's oh. my headphones. <laughs> okay, so, so don't move. Yes, sorry. Sorry. Um, okay. So, while Ralph appeared in a few TV shows and films, I personally, Mark Torres, I'd best known him as the character Tran in the series New Girl, starring Zoe Deschanel. Uh, the actor had almost no lines during his appearances on the show, but was able to communicate with just his smile and body language. What made him so memorable was that most of his scenes were obviously lead actor Jake Johansson, who always came to him for advice, only playing off of him and winding up giving himself the advice instead. Um, his only two speaking lines in the entire series were, you are a huge baby and drive. Um, sure. Of note, his brother, Philip Ahn, A-H-N, Ahn, uh, who died in 1978 at the age of 72, was considered one of, if not the first, Korean-American actors in Hollywood. Uh, he was 95. Uh, did either of you two watch New Girl? Yes. 
So do you remember the little the old Asian man that he went to that didn't speak any lines on? No, I don't remember. Maybe because he didn't say much. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I know the show. I've been compared to the girl a few times, the main girl. Really? I do do not see that connection. Yeah, I actually see it. I'd watch it. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah. I see myself more of a a Jake um, Johansson. I see him in me. Jake Johansson. The male lead. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know anything. You know, you know that. Yes, I know you don't know anything. But yeah, I, I, I'm blanking oh, yeah, on I see his that. character I see name, that. But I'm like, yeah, I see that with him. So yeah. And then the best part about it was that, um, I don't know if you know, but I kind of find a hot Megan Fox uh, super smoking hot. And she was on the show. Oh, yeah, I remember his that. character wound up with her. And I'm like, ah, I'm living by yes. him. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. Um, yes. That was a funny, that was a funny role for her. Yeah. So, uh, so Tran, uh, if you go back and watch it, he, it was really funny, his, his character. So he was a, a young 95 years old. Um, so more sad news, moving on. From a uh, comedian and magician, the amazing Jonathan also died recently in his sleep. While once again, I, Mark Torres, first became aware of him in the 90s, watching his performances on the Fox comic strip live and then on Fox's Sunday comics. The amazing Jonathan had been performing his act uh, in, in, in the beginning of the late 80s. Uh, from 2001 to 2014, he was a year-round headliner in Las Vegas. And on November 5th, 2014, in front of a live audience, he stated that he only had a year to live. I remember watching that when he announced wow. it. Um, of note, there's a documentary titled Always Amazing, The True Story of the Life, Death, and the Return of the Amazing Jonathan, released in 2019, because obviously... He lived more than that one year. Um, mm. It's a really interesting uh, behind the scenes of the magician and, and his life. It's really good. And um, I was a, always a fan of his, uh, his comedy act because he, he tied together comedy and magic. And so he was really a really performed magician, but he like made it like a joke and, and pranks and stuff. But he still performed like real tricks as well. See, I thought it said returns. I thought that he'd be coming back from the dead. That was part of the Well, that's film. the thing. He thought he had died. He thought he he said he had a year to live. So that was him dying. And then he And didn't pe- didn't came people back. laugh when he said that? Yeah, because they didn't believe him. They, because he he was a, doing a comedy show and they didn't believe him. Yeah. So wow. um, I remember one of his tricks that he was trying to put something, you know, he rips up something and then he puts something together under his cape and he he pulls tape. And you can hear, he purposely obviously puts it right to the microphone so you can hear him pulling tape, which is part of the joke of him repairing the item. And his, he always used to say, sometimes magic sounds like tape. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So, hmm. Troy, I guess you are familiar with The Amazing Jonathan? Yes, very, very funny, very amusing, very talented magician. Yeah, so and he, he was... Uh... He, um, he, it was, um, I mean, ever since Art Matrano, um, he was the next one who used comedy in his act. Wow. But Art Matrano was not a, a magician, whereas Jonathan was. Right. Okay. Do, you re- do you remember Art Matrano? I do not. I was just going along with it. <laughs> Art, Art, Matrano, Art Matrano used to do things like da, 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 da. He used to sing his oh, own music. that was him. Remember that? That, that was him. I, I da, 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 da. Yes, I know And then... That. 
He would hold two fingers up on individual hands and slap them together. And then one hand would have two fingers on. Yes. The, you know. Yes. Yeah. I got to see this. I did not know that and was it, his name. But yes, I know. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Any you relation know, to Art Vandalay? I do not know. But he started out as an actor. And one day he did a comedy thing. And he decided to do this ridiculous magic, which was hysterical, while singing da 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 da. Yeah, he, he had his own. He had his own theme song. Yeah, I remember that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so he was a young, sixty-three years old, the amazing Jonathan. Oh God! Yeah. So, moving on for even more sad news. Wow. Yeah. Actress and singer Sally Kellerman also died recently from heart failure. While appearing in such films and made-for-TV shows as uh, Reformed Little Girls, Boston Strangler, The Last of the Red Hot Lovers, Slither, uh, The Big Bus, Foxes, Moving Violations, Back to School, Meatballs Part 3, You Can't Hurry Love, Mirror Mirror Part 2, uh, It's Party, It's My Party, Open House, Nightclub, His Neighbor Phil, Big Blonde, uh, Chemistry, and the Young, and she's also was in Young and the Restless for a while, and Decker, just to name a few. Sally was perhaps best known for her role as Margaret, uh, Major Margaret Hot Lips Houlihan in the film MASH, which uh, she was recast, obviously, for the TV series, because back in the day you had a movie, you didn't go down to TV. Um, of note, in April 2013, Sally released her memoir, uh, Read My Lips, Stories of Hollywood Life. And uh, sadly, according to medical reports, at the time of her death, she had dementia. Uh, senior mm. correspondent Charlie Saladino, you familiar yeah. with MASH and Sally Kellerman? Oh my God! I saw. I went to the movie to see Mash when it first came out, and what a unbelievable, unbelievable one! Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> no, I, I said an unbelievable film. Oh, we, oh. It, it cut out completely. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. did he curse and it got edited? What happened? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. No. <laughs> unbelievable beep um, it's so unbelievable no. there wasn't anything to believe <laughs> no but the um the thing that i am most going to remember about her is that she gave rodney dangerfield one of the best straight lines when he was asking her out on a date and he, she kept saying, I have, I know I have class on that day. I have class. In, and Dangerfield says, why don't you call me when you don't have any class? <laughs> so so uh, she but, was uh, 84 years old. In fact, our, um, our friend, Barbara Luna. Um, oh, yeah. I, Barbara Luna was, um, was with her, I think, a couple of months ago and there was she had pictures of her and um yeah so yeah uh, it, that was terrible Shame. so moving on for the last bit of sad news uh model and actress veronica carlson also died recently also uh, no cause of death has been announced uh, veronica was perhaps best known for her horror film roles in the 60s and 70s appearing in such films as which i've seen a correspondent charlestino saladino i'm sure we'll know some of these smashing time hammerhead dracula has risen the horror of frankenstein the ghoul black easter freak show stellar quasar and the scrolls of the dadula house of gorgon and also the night of the devil just name a few 
she was a uh, 77 years old. So senior correspondent yeah. Charlie Sadie, I knew you were a big fan of those old school hammer. Oh yeah, they always old uh, school grindhouse uh, hammer hammer uh, productions. So um, you're familiar with uh, Veronica? Yeah, she uh let me tell you something. We um uh, we were in the theater watching those uh double features me and uh Herman Shepson Urcha and uh yeah, right, right in on the old neighborhood in Ozone Park. Um, yeah, so that was a big part of it. It's, it's a sin whenever you hear somebody from that era that passed on because they they were just so um, talented. You know, yeah, well, talented, but you remember them as like an iconic role in a uh, in a movie. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then you know. All of a sudden, they're gone. That's right. very sad. So you know? that's it for the sad news. Let's move on to oh, the not nice sad news. All right. Yay. Now I can talk again. <laughs> From the forget NFTs, buy shares instead department. Rally, an alternative asset investment company, has announced that instead of selling a copy of Batman Number 1, originally published in 1940, valued at $1.8 million, it will be instead sharing, uh, selling shares of it. So the initial public offering of Batman Number 1 will go live in mid-March, uh, and the company will offer 180,000 shares at the cost of $10 each on their app. If you use the app, you can view the front and back covers of the book, which is sealed and graded an 8 out of 10, which is pretty darn good. Uh, for those who want a close-up and personal view, the comic book will be on display uh, this year at the company's new headquarters in lower Manhattan. Of note, the company was founded in 2016 and sells a variety of collectibles through its online service, including classic cars, video games, and sports memorabilia. So you own a percentage of this item. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with Jen. I don't know about that because it it's just sounds very freaky. How do you, <laughs> how do you cash in? What do you have to sell your stocks for? You sell your share. Uh, yeah. You sell your share for a higher amount. And that comic book never goes anywhere. Yes, the comic book stays. The company keeps the comic book safe for your protection. Nobody touches it. Nobody sees it. But you wow. pay your $10, you own a part of it, and you can sell that part of it anytime you want to some other idiot who's going to buy it. <laughs> why, why, why doesn't the U.S. government just start printing money uh, like crazy, which I guess they already do, and then we can own a tenth of a dollar bill. We can't touch it. We can't see it. Maybe we can have we'll, a piece of we'll it. We'll start wow. buying shares of a dollar bill. Now, that's, yeah. you know, that's something. That's the way I see it. Is we're your shares of a five dollar bill. Right? It's the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh you don't God. give it away, but you just keep it for. Hey, Mark, that was beautiful because you didn't even have to tell us what you thought of it. <laughs> yeah, I With think that we could all just share like yeah, a five dollar. We could split a five dollar yeah. three, you know, three ways, uh. or maybe I'll I'll pitch in and get part of the five dollar for Dominic, uh. and he can participate in the wealth. Uh, so moving on, <laughs> moving on from the, that's a lot of I nuts. Can, I can keep going with that one all day. I I, I know, but we have like a whole <laughs> bunch of other stuff. Uh, we yeah, get I to. know. Uh, from the. Fascinating. That's a lot of nuts. Department. The new film Uncharted, based on a video game of the same name, holds on to the number one spot in the domestic, in the domestic box office, pulling in an additional $23 million, beating out the new film Dog, 
uh, about a dog starring Channing Tatum, which pulled in an additional $10 million, also in its second week of release. For those of you keeping track, the third Spidey film is still the highest grossing film of 2022 as well as 2021, which is rare, uh, with $207 million, followed by Uncharted, which is at number two with $84 million in total. Of note, actor Tom Holland is the star of both films. So, putting into, if you put it in perspective, you have an actor who's in the two highest grossing movies back-to-back for two years in a row. How crazy is that? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really crazy. I think they should make a, a worm man or cockroach man. You know, enough Spider-Man. We had enough of it. They just keep making the yeah. same thing. They should move on to centipede man. Yeah. Or they, moth. they have moth man, I guess. They yeah, do. Ha- yeah, actually, they do have many of those characters. Centip- they're yeah, they do have centipede. Or, yeah. Yeah. I would like I would like to see Cicada Man. Yeah, Cicada Man. That's Played a good by one. Tom Cicada. Right, Jen? That would <laughs> yeah. be good. I yeah, like your spiders. idea. Spiders. Spiders <laughs> get too much attention, you know? Like yeah. other other insect lives matter. <laughs> yeah, you can make, no one you seems can to make, care. So Yeah, you make a uh, uh a horror movie from Mexico and call it La Cucaracha. <laughs> Like cucaracha, water bugs, water bugs, yeah. flies matter, water bug man. <laughs> so, yeah. so speaking of things being Lady important. Bug. Yeah. So speaking of things being important, from the <laughs> your important but not really important department, the Oscars has announced that eight of the awards will not be handed out during the live ceremony, which is scheduled for March 27th of this year. The oh, Academy so says after listening carefully to feedback and suggestions, it was evident oh. that we needed to make some decisions about the broadcast that are in the best interest of the future of our show and organization. In order to provide more time and opportunity for audience and entertainment and engagement, eight awards will initially pre- be presented in the theater an hour before the live broadcast begins. The awards for documentaries, short and subject, uh, film editing, makeup, hairstyling, music, production design, short film animated, short film live action, and sound will be edited by our creative and production teams into the show uh, seamlessly. To be clear, all the nominees and all awards and all categories will be identified on air and all winners and acceptance speeches will be featured on live broadcast. So, uh, how about that? From the I don't give a damn about yeah. any award show department, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, and I'll tell I, you why I don't care. Yeah, tell us. Because because the acting community has made it so that no one likes award shows anymore because they have to give what they think people want to hear their opinion. You know, back in the golden age of Hollywood, it was like, oh, my God, to see all these people together. They were very nice. Thank you so much. Thank you. You know, blah, blah, blah. Now, you know, everybody has has to spew their opinion and people get aggravated and they don't watch them like myself. I do not yeah, watch. That sounds any like of- more of a reason to watch. Because <laughs> you know, people go, oh, "Thank you very much." There's nothing to see here, but yeah, you're going to say your opinion. Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. Oh, but I mean, people people went to see these iconic Hollywood legends, and they would, you know, they get to hear them say, "Thank you very much." I would like to thank so and so, and all the people who went to see this movie. Thank you, guys. Thank you know, and that was it. But the whole thing was to see these people, 
Right. And and now, you know, nobody wanted to hear these people. <laughs> you know, they wanted and these people would like thank you so much and that's why it was the golden age of Hollywood. Everybody respected. You know what's these, you know what's funny? You're talking about this, and it, it's like I've never wanted to go to an award show so badly. I've never had any interest until now because I want to hear all <laughs> opinions. And you know what? I don't want to see these people do. I don't want to see the act. I just want to hear all their opinions. <laughs> that's, I'm not even trying to be funny. This is the truth. Uh, to this be fair, to be fair, we do have to mention that there were. Some controversial times back in the day where people did uh, 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 express their political opinions. Oh, that's you do remember that, Charlie? Oh yeah. Well, we're not talking back in the day. No, well, you're saying the golden age. I'm just, I'm just saying that the golden age been that times when, back then when, as well. When the Indian came on for Marlon Brando, Native American, I, yeah, Native American. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I can't say Indian anymore. <laughs> Holy crap. I can't believe. It. All right, when the Native American, who I cherish, the Native Americans, they got the rawest deal on the planet. So I can't say Indian anymore, but the Native American came on for the plight of the Indian. Um when when Marlon Brando won the award. Right. But I'm yeah. I'm just saying that it has been done. It's just more now. Yeah, but no, it it's now. Everybody, everybody wants to be a politician. You're an actor. Be an actor. Fair Say, enough. I want to thank all the little people. Thank goodies. And that's it. So speaking and of you know Hollywood. I just say? Be oh, a yes. politician. Don't be an actor. That's what I have to say. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Don't be an actor. <laughs> you know, I could you go. There, there's, there's, a, there's a road I can go this way, but I don't want to because we have two more. Bits yeah, yeah. You don't want to travel. Sure. You remember <laughs> Romping Room? Do be yes. and don't be. Yes. All right. Um, so moving on. Oh, speaking oh my of, speaking God, of Hollywood. I'm, I'm talking to I, the both of you. You don't remember. I, I remember Romper Room. It was I the same do. time. With, yeah, Romper Room. Romper Room. Yeah, I remember Romper Room with the, with the lady. That was, that was the enemy of the Magic Garden. They were, they were, the, they were the competitors. Oh, right. we, I remember. Yeah. And remember we voiced our opinion to the Magic Garden that yes. I said, I said that Miss Louise from Romper Room Never, never say it. I see Charlie. I, and exactly. then they sung us the song. Yes, yes. See, I'm, I'm we with you. love I'm the Magic you. Garden. I'm with you. They, they, they're, they're hitting their 50th anniversary soon, if I'm not mistaken, or if they oh, haven't already. God. Yeah. yeah. Now, moving on from the yeah, that'll show them department. Hollywood has spoken out against the war on Ukraine, which is currently happening right now as of this recording, by withholding releases of their upcoming movies. Sony, Paramount, and Warner Brothers all announced separately in succession that movies The Lost City, which The Rock, uh, I think it's with The Rock, maybe, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, The Batman, Turning Red, and Morbus will not be shown in Russia. That'll get the money. Hmm. I find that it's a hollow thing, but it's something, but like, what's it really going to do? You know what I'm saying? That's That's my take on this whole thing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Say it again. Uh, well, also, the performance drugs I heard aren't being shipped there. There's some companies that aren't shipping, I guess, the nootropics or the sports performance enhancing drugs. They're not going there. But I think it's, it's, a, it's it, I guess uh, my, my, my term would be a hollow gesture for them being like, we'll show you. You're not going to be allowed to see our movies. 
You can't yes. watch Seinfeld anymore. Sorry. So that that's happened. we're gonna we're gonna cut off our nose to spite our face. We'll show you. So the last bit of news from the. Department. Ahead of its grand opening to the public, Star Wars: The Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel at Disney World opens its doors to the media, including social media influencers, and the reviews are in. For those of you who do not know or don't care for that matter, the hotel, which only offers a two-night stay, is being billed as quote the ultimate immersive Star Wars experience where guests are encouraged to dress up and take part in special missions, as well as enjoy an excursion to the planet of Batu, which is really just a Star Wars land within Disney World's Hollywood Studios. Uh, the biggest complaint is that the rooms, which are meant to be comfortably hold three to five people, are small and cramped. The bathroom has only one sink, and there are no typical amenities like a spa or a pool. Reviewer says... <clears throat> The hotel's interior scale just doesn't match up to the grand ship shown in the marketing materials. I expected the atrium to be taller, the banquet hall to be wider. Limited spaces, hallways, and stairwells feels particularly sterile, like wandering around a suburban junior high school built in the mid-1970s. <laughs> the staterooms are also entirely too small, falling somewhere in between the narrow cabins of a Disney cruise ship and the basic hotel in a Disney resort hotel. Um, Hotel rooms have a digital display showing outer space and has no view of real outside world. Folks need Great. air can, however, visit an outdoor communal space called a climate simulator. Uh, Disney went in yeah. an all-out experience that seemingly puts only the wealthiest guests inside a windowless bunker for two full days. Now, keep in mind that this experience is a pretty hefty price. How much do you think this Star Wars experience would be. El Man Jenny Feldy, how much do you think oh it will cost you to how go? It's, it's two nights only. You get a Star Wars experience where you have missions and okay. activities and you have people are dressed up. It's like a big convention in a hotel. But it's, um, and I'm, I'm letting you know ahead of time, it's pricey. So how okay. much do you so think? If you say it's pricey, I'm going to say 2000 $2,000 per night? Is that what you're going with? Total, total. Uh, 2,000 total. So 2000, Actually, 4,000 4, 4, total. So 2,000 per night, 4,000 per total. Yeah, yeah. Cena correspondent Charlie Saladino, how much do you think? Who, who owns the hotel? Disney owns the hotel because it's Star Wars. Disney, okay. I say $1 million. <laughs> that's, okay, that's where you're going? That's where you're going? All right. So keep no, in no, mind. I would, I would say about five grand. Five grand for two nights or um, five uh, or per night? I'm going to say for two nights. Okay. So, very well done. This experience will run you anywhere from three to $5,000 per night. Yeah, it's per wow. night. Per wow. night, I mean, depending if, on how I many always, people see, you I have. I always think, what if you have stomach problems or you're kind of nauseous one day? Like, if one day you just don't feel well, like, that's $5,000 yeah. on the dream. You know, like, today, my day was kind of a wash. Some Not so nice things happened. So, if I was paying 5000 like, oh, my God you know yeah so this so yeah. originally people were balking at the uh the price tag and so people were like how obviously star wars is for supposedly the common man so everyone can enjoy and the fact that they're throwing out three to five thousand dollars per night rooms depending on how many people you have for this quote-unquote experience and then based on these reviews 
how can they justify yeah. that? Well, you know well, what? If you don't ask, the answer is always no. So they asked for a high price. We'll see. I wonder if they're going to lower it. I wouldn't be surprised. If nobody goes, they'll lower it. Yeah. But Let me tell you something. so huge. For that money, I want slave Princess Leia in my room every night. Oh my uh, God, Charlie. So, you know, this, I'm going to, I'm going to mention this because I just uh, busted your chops with the uh, Native American thing. Uh, <laughs> Disney, if you did not know, uh, stopped making slave Leia outfits and stopped using the word slave because it's offensive to some people. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is now that, you know, I love Disney so much before that. <laughs> now I even love them more. But they can make the black crows in uh, in what you might call it, Dumbo, very well, they're, ethnic. Well, they're, but, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're working to fix that with the new Dumbo film that they're going to make. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. So, I uh, oh my too God. many roles. So, so, so Jen. But uh, they're not going to acknowledge that there was a Star Wars with a slave Princess Leia. They don't call it that anymore. <laughs> What do they call it? She was yeah, just they call her minimum wage. cladded Leia. They don't. Well, first of all, they 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 stopped making any type of marketing materials with that image. They stopped making all the toys with her. They are not allowed to. They just stopped. Just like with the uh, um, I know we we're running out of time, but just like with the uh, the General Lee, they stopped making General Lee's yeah, with the flag yeah, on top. So I that's so they just stopped doing it. So there's I no know. more slave Leia at all. It's erased from Disney World and and Disney canon from Star Wars universe. Crazy. Now, wow. now, Jenny Feldy, or uh, L-Man Jenny Feldy, do you remember Slave Leia? Are you familiar with what we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. I, I, just know, I, I just didn't know if she was actually a slave. Was she really considered a slave? For real? It, she was. That was the, the toy name. So, like, if you went and you um, want to buy a Princess Leia toy, you can get the Slave Leia toy, and she was in well, the slave outfit. She, she was a slave? Well, to be fair, she probably wasn't going to do much. You know, if you bought it, she probably wouldn't get anything done. So it would be <laughs> an inept slave. So therefore, it wouldn't even be. Well, she murdered Java. <laughs> yeah. She, but not when so you buy the toy. The she toy was no slave no more true. after that. True. Very true. So, so yeah. I mean, if the toy starts cleaning your house, all right, now we got to get reparations. <laughs> so, like, the toy is just going to sit there. So the toy Jeff. is really a toy on strike. It's really a slave on strike, actually. <laughs> Jen, I think we should go there, and you you dress up as Slave Leia, and I'll be Jabba the Hutt, and I'll take <laughs> you in, I'll take you in on a chain. See how many. And I'll just stand there, there on strike. I'll say I'm on strike. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm not being a slave today. Sorry. So we have about two minutes left. So let me let me just throw this out there. Uh, when I went to San Diego Comic Con, this was before Disney bought Star Wars. Slave Leia was a popular, popular. This was in 2008. Uh, a popular outfit that a lot of cosplayers wore, um, whether yeah. it to be to uh, show their love of Star Wars because they look good in it or because for attention, whatever the reason was, they were there and they had a life-size Jabba the Hutt there. And when I was walking through the show floor, they decided to get as many slave layers as they could dress up in that outfit to be around the Jabba. There's pictures on a, on a, all over the internet, if you look it up, Slave Leia, Jabba Hutt, Life Size, it's crazy. Yeah. And that was when I actually saw um, Olivia Munn for the first time. And yeah. I didn't know who she was. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. dating uh, that comedian now. Yeah, but I, I walked by her and I was like, oh, there's she's an attractive. She's on his wife, apparently. 
Yeah, so so we've heard. But uh, with less than a minute ago, so I just wanted to mention that it was my Slave Leia story that I saw her in the Slave Leia outfit, and I was like, oh, what's going on over there? <laughs> was she getting that as a slave? Um, she was uh, she was hosting the G4 segment, which I did not know was going on at the time. I was just walking by, and I saw somebody from a microphone who was in a Slave Leia outfit, surrounded by at least 50 other Slave Leias in front of a live-sized Jabba the Hutt. Mm, okay. okay. Isn't so, that... Didn't they take a survey and that was the most fantasized outfit that guys wanted to see their uh, girlfriends in? At the time, yes. I mean, there was even, uh, we have less than a minute. So there was even an episode of uh, Friends where uh, Jennifer Aniston dressed right, up. Right, right. That was good. Oh, yeah, that I remember that. Yeah. It, was, it was a big deal, but now it's gone. So if less than a minute to go, L-Man, Jenny and Feldy, final thought. Uh, good luck to the truckers convoy and, uh, hope no one feels like a slave there. And if you feel like a slave, speak up and maybe you can fix it and maybe you can't. <laughs> there right. you go. Senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino, take us away. Let's just have peace on earth and stop all this nonsense. That too. All right. So with that, yeah. we're going to take our break and we'll be right back. We came from the radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. My neural net processor is linked to sci-fi.radio. sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn. This is Gray Griffin, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Thank you. The Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. Now, back to our show. Hey, this is Jaybird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're going to talk about Beverly, Hill- Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Beverly Hills, yes. Yeah. Mumbles. Here we go. All right. So, what did you think of this Eddie Murphy classic film? It was very good. It was very good? Yes. <laughs> so, why did you like it? Um... Well, I mean, I just like the dynamic of it and how it kept, I guess, in a way, broke what he was supposed to be doing. Well, <laughs> tell us the plot, please. Um, basically, he was trying to, well, Eddie Murphy's character was trying to uh, capture this person. <laughs> oh my gosh, here we go again. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> The Miss Synopsis over here. Very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a movie about a guy who was murdered, right? One yeah, of Eddie one Murphy, of his friends. Right. Axel Foley was Eddie Murphy's name in this film as his character. And he, um, his best friend gets killed. 
right? Yeah, Banu's basically on the hunt to uh, find out who killed him. Right, and... And do whatever the cost was to figure it out. (laughs) That's so vague. (laughs) Every single action movie on the planet (laughs) is like, he'll go and do the revenge thing. But yes, it's kind of like, look... Well, I mean, that is like the plot of most movies now, isn't it? I guess, I guess. But this is a funny movie. And it's also action. It's like this combo of drama, dramedy almost, or actiony. That's not Action-y. a word. That's <laughs> a word I just made up. Um, uh, um, but he's uh, he's in Detroit. I think it would be commotion, because com- like comedy com- and action. Com action. Com action. Com action. Commotion. <laughs> Commotion's a real world. Yeah, real word. Real world. <laughs> I see. I'm not the only one who's messing up pronunciation today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So he's in Detroit. He goes to Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. But I remember distinctly while we were watching this film, in the beginning, there was a scene where he's trying to sell cigarettes. Uh, Axel Foley. He's trying mm-hmm. to sell cigarettes to these guys. And he gets caught by the cops, and the truck drives all over the city. Do you remember that part of it? Oh, yeah. And you were like, did he really hang on to the side of that truck? Because you're yeah, used oh yeah, because I was like, wait a minute, like, isn't that like a green screen or something? <laughs> there was no green screen screen green screen in 1984. Okay, or so he, we like actually did. Was did he have like a safety vest on anything? He or? probably was not on a safety vest. He probably was hooked up to the truck. Oh my! God. On a swing, flying around, and most likely it was not him. It was a stunt man. True. There's a thing called stuntmen, and they do this. I forgot sort of that's a thing. That is definitely a thing. It's not like it is today where you're... Well, there's still stuntmen today, and they still do a lot of different things. But there's so much green screen today. But you think it's just like computer graphics or something Right, like so that. you're thinking, your generation thinks that's all just computer graphics. But when you're watching an old film, that's real stunts. That's like real guys on trucks. You know, it's insane. they're in cars, they're on planes, they're jumping out, they're doing this stuff. You know, it's not necessarily the actor because that's a whole insurance policy thing. But when it comes to the actual, like those films, you know, somebody's doing it. You know, that's, that's how they, crazy. It's um, it's unbelievable. Now, did you like this movie? Was it funny to you? Yes, I I like the movie a lot. Yeah. So, do you want to see Beverly Hills Cop two? No. You're stopping at one. Yeah. I don't want to ruin it. There's Beverly Hills Cop 3 also. Well, you've seen them, right? Yeah, so I'm fetting them for you. So, do they ruin Beverly Hills Cop 1? I think 2 is pretty good, but 3 I don't really remember. So, so uh, I'll stop at 2. You'll stop at 2. <laughs> I think you should try to watch it. You know, if you like the first one, it's not like Coming to America 2. When Eddie Murphy oh was... God, that one was not right. So, like the first one, like that's where you stop. Mm-hmm. But this one, I think you could go to the second one. I just don't remember because it was so long ago. But it kind of brings back the fun, the more comedy of the of the first ah. one versus the action. Anyway, all right. So you recommend one? Yeah. Don't know about two or three. Okay. But... He might make a fourth. Hmm. Yeah, you don't know. All right. (laughs) All right, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected.
Ever wanted to enter the world of comics but didn't know where to start? Worry not, true believers. We at the Comic Book School may just have the answer to your questions. Created by comics veteran Buddy Scalera, the Comic Book School is a free online educational resource that helps rising creators learn the craft and business of making comics through resources like forums, interviews, publication opportunities, publisher guidelines, and step-by-step blog posts. For more info, please visit our site at www.comicbookschool.com. Be sure to join our forums and follow us on social media while you're there. We'll see you on the message boards. Hey, this is Ty Monk, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy from The Last Dragon, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C-K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. Now, back to our show. Good evening, good day. This is L Mann here with Chris Kepler, an award-winning podcast producer, a writer, a narrator, and she's here now. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Happy to be here. So I crammed and I listened to a few hours of your shows uh, since last night, and I found them pretty uplifting. So thank you, because we're in some really weird times right now, and um, I just found them light and uplifting. And um, my first question is that, well, I noticed that you didn't say, I think, anything politically correct, no curse words, nothing that anyone could find offensive which I can strongly relate to not so what (laughs) factored into your decision to not offend anyone well uh, I hate politics so that's why I don't do anything political um I once ventured down to our state capital to advocate for better film production you know, to get better film production here in Washington. Mm-hmm. Worst day of my life. Really? <laughs> oh, worst day of my life. Why? So that's why I don't. However, I do, I don't curse a lot, but yes, I do have stories where there is cursing, uh, but it's, it's usually very little of it. So it, you could probably really not notice, but it's, it's sometimes there. So I I can't say my podcast is absolutely squeaky, squeaky clean. So um, I do say the odd F-bomb, um, yeah, damn, but, things like that. Yeah, okay. they, they, did, they do come up every once in a while, and I just, yeah, go with it, so. Well, compared <laughs> to my last stand-up show at Governors, I was told by a woman in the audience, I'm a reverend. And there was another man who's a stand-up comedian who was a reverend. And she said the two reverends were the most, the dirtiest out of everyone. So uh, unexpected question. Does your narration podcast personality differ a lot from your real life persona? No, no. You're really, you're hearing me. <laughs> okay. Hearing okay. Me. Yeah. So sort of related. What are your thoughts on cancel culture? You know, um, I think, well, right now, my concern is it's not being very effective against conservative, the conservative crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what are some things you'd like to see canceled? Um, 
oh, this, you know, I just, uh, my partner is into conservative stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it sends me running out of the room most often, but I just heard one of their commentators going off on censorship on Joe Rogan. But of course, nothing is ever said about books being banned in Texas. Right. A lot know, of hello, that's censorship. <laughs> Interesting. So your partner has different views than you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, that could cause a problem, but as a team, I'm a big believer in, you know, not sharing the same values and beliefs that that could be a problem. But when you're a team, you know, if my partner brings the same things I bring, we're not a strong team. So if he's bringing a whole other set of skills, that's pretty cool. You're yeah. a team. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Yeah. And he doesn't, he, he's vaccinated okay. and boosted. So okay. he doesn't go quite that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And uh, okay. Favorite topics to speak on in real life or in the podcast? Oh, I'm always just talking about the weirder things in life you know um the my dogs I have two dogs uh they're brothers and uh sometimes I feel like more like I have small children (laughs) and they had a little standoff in the kitchen doorway this morning but you don't have to send them to college so (laughs) yeah I know yeah that's pretty just just you know I get uh, I love nature. I get a kick out of watching the squirrels, you know, when we're out for a walk, when I'm out for a walk with the dogs. Just, yeah. Um, yeah. Any topics? Um, any topics? Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> uh, you just the weirdness of the, mon- you know, weirdness of the mundane, you know, getting it in an <laughs> argument, you know, with the checkout clerk at Safeway about, the price of jalapenos okay yeah Safeway I remember Safeway from Washington yeah yeah 10 years so I remember Safeway (laughs) any topics that you maybe like to touch on but you won't touch on no it's pretty much open you know if I find it funny and it's about a first person personal I like first person personal experiences yeah um, I'll, you know, like I, I don't know if you listened to the one about the woman who like lacerated her female parts on no, the gate. That. that was full of f bombs. <laughs> no, there must be a cutoff on the website. But I do have a question about. Okay, so you got into metal detecting. What's it? What's it called? When you're a finder on the beach, like those metal detector people. Oh yeah. The metal detecting one. Yeah. Right. So you had a story that I, if I'm saying this right, you went on vacation with a friend and yes. you, you thought you're good friends, but she'd always, she was seemed like a stifled woman. She wouldn't say everything's on her mind. You kind of had to guess what's on her mind and yeah. you were really into, into looking was, for things yeah. with the metal detector and she didn't yes. get it. But at the yeah. end of the episode, you know, you shared that she she basically parted ways with you as a friend um citing that you had like grown apart but she didn't give you any clues in real life to tell you that like she just kind of she never voiced yeah it was kind of a clueless guy story yeah Yeah, (laughs) i don't know i feel like 
at least for me, I'll try to give someone a hint once or twice or three, you know, three times. I don't want yeah, to yeah. myself, hey, can we work on this in the relationship? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> about that. it, it, I mean, I, I always say, though, if you can go on vacation with someone, you still like them at the end. You really like them. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I think, I, I think vacations are not a good idea for most people. Cause I always say two hours, that's pretty much all I got for anyone. It, and if I'm spending oh, three hours yeah. or four, it's like, oh, okay. You're yeah. really connecting. Yeah. Uh, so narrator, you're a narrator. I listen yes. to your narration on SoundCloud. Yeah. Yes. Um, great voice. Uh, Thank you. Two, I tried to narrate a book. That's a whole no- another story. This is about you. Uh, two toughest parts about narrating books. Uh, it's just the um, amount of time that you spend mm-hmm. in front of the mic. It can be hours, you know, yeah. and I have a very small little studio. So um, it gets, it's really tiring to be, you know, to learn to pace yourself. Mm-hmm. And then I find editing to be very tedious. <laughs> very. Yes. Yeah. Your sound yeah. editing drives me kind of crazy. Yes. Yes. Very yeah. tedious. So like a page, I remember narrating one page. I can imagine it taking even an hour just to do a page. Oh yeah. Yeah. It can. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. If you narrate a lot, you sort of get it down where you don't make as many mistakes, but you still make mistakes. You just can't not. And you breathe the wrong way. There you go. Yeah. Breathe the wrong way. Oh, I didn't like the way that voiced that character. Oh, I, oh, I forgot to look up this word and I'm not sure how it's pronounced. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So totally switching topics. This is a yes. rapid fire interview. We're, we're actually yeah. almost done. Um, so you used to do roasts. You used to do yes. comic roasts. Could you tell yes, us? Yes, I used that? to do comic roasts. And then you it's, stopped in 2008. Yeah, well, that the yeah, when the economy tanked, mm-hmm. so did the business. Okay. And so, yeah, so I just sort of got out of it. It's I really enjoyed it. It, it was wonderful live work. Yeah, it was for uh, uh, an agency that booked singing telegrams and stuff like this, but they expanded it. Oh. So it was like an expanded singing telegram where you called up the client and it was usually for a birthday or something like that. And you got, you got background on them. Right. right. And then you weaved this ridiculous story based on your character that you were coming as. Okay. So around you you made like you knew them already you had all this background information on them and they're like I have no idea what's going on (laughs) most people played along pretty well sometimes the you know the person who booked it just they didn't guess that person I don't know it's (laughs) like why did you do this (laughs) in person doing it um no they just the the person being roasted didn't react very well right right, their family member whoever thought they would and then they didn't it didn't happen very often but Mm. it did happen yes okay so I I like to make fun of really confident people you know I'm just talking to my dad early he said everyone makes fun of me he's a very 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 confident guy so I said Uh maybe because people know you're confident so they feel like they can put jabs at you he's also you know a character for sure yeah 
yeah, I yeah. highly make fun of people if they're confident. If I feel bad for them, I won't make fun of them at all. I'll only say nice things. So um, any tips on roasting people? Yeah, it was um, it was always a positive spin. Always a positive mm-hmm. spin. Your character always gave everything a positive spin. Yeah. Is there like any tips on maybe how to get away with saying some things? Maybe saying a certain voice or acting dumb or anything that... Oh, just yeah. acting dumb act you know and it, and you were doing a ridiculous character so you were acting mm-hmm. weird anyway mm-hmm. so um but it was just keeping everything very you know positive that's what i focused on was the positive the funny positive stuff yeah and there was usually quite a bit of it so what what kind of characters were you <laughs> Oh, I was Angelina Di Linguini, the Italian cleaning lady. Oh, I like that. Okay. So, yeah, I had this awful Italian accent that I used. I love that <laughs> accent. The worse, the better. And then uh, another one of my favorites, and this was specifically for men, was the homeless woman. Right. And I had this bag full of women's stuff, and then I would take it out and put it on them. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That usually went over, yeah, really well. So, yeah. Yeah. I had, a, I had a character. I didn't act on it, but it was a network marketer from hell, but very simple. Uh-huh. Come to your house and just dump out all this stuff and say, I'm going to vacuum oh. it up. And then the vacuum doesn't work. That was, <laughs> that was my idea for a sketch. But you know what? Maybe I'll do it this year. I think it'd be so funny. Can you imagine a woman coming to your house and dumping all this stuff and then uh, and then she just gets out, gets out of here. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and a stupid Southern accent to get away with it. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So here's my final question. Yes. You know, a lot of people have a lot of things to say, but they don't go public with it. And I always, you know, I always think this is not really for you, but like for life coaches, um, a lot of preachers on the internet, especially, you know, it's yeah. like, when did you decide that your opinion was the way? So that's kind of a dig at other people, not to you, but like, when did you decide? And same for me, I decided to go public with my thoughts and I have my answer. What made you go public with your, your voice as a narrator, but also your voice, your specific ideas? Um, well, I really, I'm really interested in connecting with other people. It's the, one of the things I enjoy most about my podcast is connecting with all the, all the other writers Mm -hmm. and giving them a voice that a lot of them aren't authors. They're never going to have an audio book published, but they're still writing these wonderful stories. And so I think that those stories should be out there. Yeah. I, I like the one with your husband being very handsome. So all these women say these. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a great one. Yeah, that was fun. They like say like kind of lewd comments right in front of one woman was stroking his arm right in front of. Yeah, you. yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, I really I guess I relate to it because I'm an actress and I used to model more. I kind of model. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I have had people hit on me in very weird ways in front of my significant other and it must be very weird to be on the other end and then sometimes I'm on I'm on yeah. both ends of it you know it's like yeah 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 so I you know it was a story you don't hear very often from right. the you know it's like yeah 
it would be cool to have a lot of people calling into a show and sharing their stories of their significant other or them being hit on right in front like what how do you handle that you know yeah 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 it was yeah yeah. like yeah well social media time where can people find you well i have a website www.chriskepler.com and that's k-r-i-s-k-e-p-p-e-l-e-r yeah very german spelling of kepler and i'm you can find me on twitter at chris kk aria um linkedin chris kepler um facebook chris kepler so yeah and instagram so. And more importantly, where can we find your husband? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just oh. <laughs> that, that, that has to do with her story and her podcast, which you can check oh, yeah. out on her website about her handsome husband. Yeah. And well, I hope you enjoyed. This has been L-Man with Chris Kepler. And now back to more. It came from the radio. If you had any honor, you would listen to sci-fi.radio. The sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Kapla. Hey guys, this is Kari Payton. You're listening to It Came From The Radio, so keep listening. Hello friends, this is Ranger Rob, and I'd like to talk to you about dog poop. That's right, dog poop. I invented Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, a very large bag with handles. My bags support large and small dogs, and smell like lemon. They are strong and affordable. You can find Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags at Amazon. They come in sheets or in rolls, and come with a dispenser. Once you try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, you'll never want to go back. So come join us. Go to Amazon and try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags today. Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on the Came From the Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show, tough. go to our newly revised website, www.itcamefromradio.com. The archives will be up in a week or so. Check us out on such places as btd.radio, sci-fi.radio, indievolt.com, centraloregonradio.com. Check us out on our places such as Facebook, Instagram, YouTube page, Twitter. And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or just Google, it came from the radio. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.